I'm Greg Crow, and you're listening to episode 25 of Audio Off the Shelf, the podcast where I play a handful of tracks from my physical collection. Everything I play on this show comes off the vinyl shelves in my living room, off the CD shelves in my basement, or out of that box of cassettes I keep on the shelf in the storage room, and I dug deep into that box for this week's episode. This week's episode is entitled Obscure Winnipeg, and before I get on with the show, I do want to say that I am cutting out a rare slice of Winnipeg's past and playing some recordings that have never seen the light of day. Now, if you want a more inclusive, stronger take on Winnipeg's music history, there are other podcasts for that ones that are much stronger than mine. I would highly recommend checking out Witch Police Radio if you want to get a more in-depth perspective. It's a great podcast. I listen to it myself and I like it a lot. I don't want to step on Sam's toes with this episode, nor any other podcaster who commits to bringing you their take on the Winnipeg music scene. This show, however, is going to be different in the sense that my shelves are home to some exceedingly rare Winnipeg recordings that I want to share. And we're going to start with Blueprint. I found this tape in my basement and had to shoot a text to my friend Brian to ask if this was one of his projects. The liner notes of the cassette give little info outside of the fact that it was recorded in May of 1995 at Basement Studios on Macmillan Avenue in Winnipeg. Brian wasn't sure if this was his band or not. That's how obscure we're talking here today, folks. And after some gentle mental massaging, Brian confirmed that he had played bass in this band. I have a copy of their only release, Brian Does Not. I'm going to play the opening track off this cassette. It's called Verse One, and I don't think it's an inappropriate point to say the song carries a certain flavor of Fugazi-esque nature in its construction and delivery. Here is Verse One by Blueprint.
That was Verse 1 by Blueprint. Next up is a band that my old band, Whole Lotta Milka, shared a bill with one time in December of 1993. Raw Sewage played their set and was immediately confronted by the management at the West End Cultural Center and told that they would never play there again. I would say their music lies somewhere between hardcore and crust punk, but maybe it's best I let the music speak for itself. After all, one of the few lyrics in this song states, Labels are for losers. The other lyric of this song is the title itself, I'm normal, you're weird. I'm Normal, You're Weird by Raw Sewage from their November 1993 release, Wrecking Ball, which was a follow-up to their first demo entitled Shit Piled on Shit. That tune featured Rocco on the guitar, Sludge on the bass, Stupid on the drums, and Sarah Sewage herself on vocals. Here's another Raw Sewage track for you. This one is called Nine Pound Hammer. that, folks, was Nine Pound Hammer. It seems to me it's an experiment on how to turn every instrument in the band into something percussive. I can't even discern a sonority or even the vocalist sounds very percussive in that sense. Uh, up next, we're going to listen to something from the Racketeers. Now, the Racketeers were a ska band that started up in 1999 in Winnipeg and did a few releases on some compilation records. Uh, but never put anything out in full force. So I'm going to play something uh, that predates those comp recordings. And this band is really, it's something else, because the members of this band went on to form some other really important Winnipeg ska bands, including the Scarlet Union, the Barrymores, and uh, the legendary Subcity Dwellers. Uh, we're going to listen to Busted by the Racketeers. 
was busted by the racketeers from an unreleased demo that was probably recorded in 1999 next up i'm going to play something that's super obscure 
when I was on tour, uh, for one tour at least, I brought along a pocket-sized four-track recorder. It was a pretty cool little machine. It had its own drum machine built into it, and you could record up to four tracks and mix them right there in the van or while you were waiting for sound check at the venue or what have you. Well, some of the guys in one of the bands that I was playing with uh, took the four-track recorder without my knowing it and left a little Easter egg for me on there. Little did they know it would surface on this podcast. I don't even have a title for this tune. I don't even know what it is. Let's call it It Ain't Easy by two guys who played in a Winnipeg band. It has been really fun putting this episode together to go through my collection and dig for the obscurest of the obscure. And I'm going to do a second volume of this for sure. I got more rare and obscure Winnipeg to share with you uh, in the future. If you have any suggestions or ideas about who I could play on the show, maybe I have some of it sitting on my shelf. Who knows? But if you do or you want to inquire, just do so by sending me an email at audioofftheshelf at gmail.com. You can also tag or follow the podcast on Twitter at AOTS204 or on Instagram at audioofftheshelf. Okay, the first band I ever played in was a group called Chop Logic. We were a straight-edge hardcore band that wrote really bad music, recorded it really poorly, but there was something really special about getting your first band going. I had mentioned my friend Brian earlier in the episode, the bass player of Blueprint. Long before Blueprint or any other band he had played in, he and I started Chop Logic. And uh, I said I was going to play a little bit of it today. Most of the music we recorded is truly unlistenable, uh, but I think I found one that is barely passable, so we're going to give it a go. Um, It's entitled No Will, and it features uh, the brilliant lyrics that include, I look at you, you're all alike, I want to impale your head on a straight-edge spike. I'm not kidding. Those are the actual lyrics. This is No Will by Chop Logic. I'm so good, so why is I'm the best? Please tell you, I'm the 
Finally, for today, I want to play you something a little bit different. This is what happens when two musical friends get together with a four-track recorder, a Moog, and no microphone but some ideas, and you throw some things down on a Saturday night when you're having fun. My friend Brian, who I've mentioned a couple times in this episode, he played bass, a Moog, played bass and blueprint. He and I put this one together one day. It's called The Robot Zombie Murder of 1972. When you look back on 1972, you'll remember this voice. The historic trip to mainland China got good reception, both in diplomacy and on television. We watched Mrs. Nixon visit a commune, which included a school, a farm, and a clinic where acupuncture was being practiced on an elderly patient. to facilitate a sweeping peace proposal formally offered to Hanoi three months earlier. Within six months of an agreement, we shall withdraw all body and illness. A. Dolor. Brazo. Bandit. Benda. Blood. Sangre. Burn. Imadura. Chest. Hecho. Cold. Romadizo. Calambre. Cure. An immediate suit was filed by Democrats, and rebuttal came from John Mitchell, by then chairman of the committee to re-elect the president. I'm going to try to give it to you guys. Audio Off the Shelf was recorded and produced on Treaty One land, home of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Metis Nation. The Audio Off the Shelf logo was created by Benjamin Crow, based on the original iconic artwork by Donna Parsons. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go to the bathroom. I'll show you my hair. <laughs> A moog, a moog, a moog. Okay, could you do that again? And your voice was like quavering, right? You're not afraid or anything, are you?